んちゃうな。I guess is this the part of the episode where we like introduce ourselves or something? Yeah, yeah. Are we, are we starting off with a like welcome back, guys? Kind of. Well, I mean, it's the first episode, so we can't really give them a welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, welcome like the first episode of show we, call session. We have to create a welcoming environment. You know, it's it's one that people are familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Hi, how you doing, everybody? This is right? show call session podcast, and. I'm Cody fucking Taylor. I'm Bass. Bass what? I just go by Bass, you know. Well, you, like like Sonny and Cher or Slash or Prince. I'm Bass. You got your last name in the title, and I never knew how the fuck to pronounce it. I want to go out on a limb and say it's Hishman. Yeah. Actually, okay. it is. Okay, so Bass. most people get it right the first try, so I just, I've stopped trying to, like, correct anybody on a hit. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you're like from fucking, you know, New York or Iowa or maybe not New York, if you're like from like Iowa or some fucking Bible Belt place or something, you might not pronounce Hishmer right. Right. You know. I mean, hell, if you're in Texas for that matter, you might not. <laughs> I'm really, I'm trying to think of any kind of ways that somebody could pronounce it different, honestly, now that I think about it. I've it's heard not a common name, but, you know, I've heard like. Just every like different, like variation of it and people still surprise me to this day when it's i was younger, like, i used to get heisman heisman eh. <laughs> you got the heisman trophy <laughs> no i didn't i didn't see that one coming but um i was thinking maybe like a a hish him hish him yeah like like we got the jewish variant <laughs> <laughs> Give it a lot of a lot of loogie in the voice type type vocal there. Very harsh, like you know, kind of manner of speaking. Hey, I came up with one the other day, a uh, bass hash man. Like, there you go. That fucking hash. Yeah, like, like Smoking I can up, be, you like, got it. And change my name on Facebook. That way, like, whenever they run a background check on me, they'll like what they'll see is bass hash man. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend on Facebook. Oh, I, st- I mean, I still do. He's my my friend, but uh, he fucking his name sounds nothing like it. But he changed his name on Facebook to Johnny Hash. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Hash. That's, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's been like that for a while too. He fucking he fuck with it. Like, I actually found a way to like to get rid of my last name. And I was like, I was just going by Bass for a while. It was actually kind of neat. Well, I mean, that's all I've ever known you as is Bass. Is it? Is that like your actual birth name is Bass, or is it like Bastion or something? It, it's it's actually Basil. Like, Basil, that's fucking yeah. cool. But I've always preferred to go by Bass because just like my last name, no one can ever get my first name right. Wait, did, <laughs> you you probably got asshole? Not really. Like, really? <laughs> I'm the only one that got that. Fuck. I mean, like, I I got basshole a lot. That's like, that's kind of good. I like that. <laughs> that's that's a cool name. If that was your birth name, that would be fucking sick, you know? Basshole. Yeah. <laughs> class and the teacher has to call you that, you know, because it's your actual fucking name. <laughs> the call and it's like Johnny. Here, oh, Susie. Like, basshole. 
<laughs> Somebody called me basalt once. Basalt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair though, you're not really an asshole and you don't seem like you fucking smoke bath salts, so Right. It's just one of those things like kids are relentless. You know, you, you meet someone with a weird name and like the, the quickest way to apply it to memory is just like finding a way to make fun of it. Yeah, you know, true. You, know, like, you don't even have to necessarily like dislike them, but it's like, oh, like I'll remember this guy's name because it rhymes with fucking asshole. Like yeah, see, I didn't get a lot of that with my name, but, like, one thing that did fuck me up with my name being Cody, my brother's name is Corey, and I can't tell you how many fucking times somebody's called me Corey before. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah and then, you know, you got so Corey smart. Taylor from Slipknot, and I'm Cody Taylor, so everybody's <laughs> always like, oh, how's your brother Corey doing? And I'm like, how the fuck do you know my brother, you know? And then they're like, they sing, like, some Slipknot fucking song or something. I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, are you saying your brother's, like, actual, like... Corey Taylor? No, no, his name is Corey Taylor, but he's not oh. Dick Corey Taylor from Slipknot. But yeah, oh, okay. you know, motherfuckers will be like, "Oh, how's your brother Corey?" And then I'm like, "Oh, how do you know my brother?" You know, and then they're like, they're fucking singing Slipknot, and it's like, "Oh, you fucking asshole! <laughs> you don't even fucking know my brother." I guess you have to be like a, a specific like audience to like be able to make that joke. Like, like people won't commonly yeah. like come up to you and like and make that re- that reference unless they think that you can appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, true. That doesn't really come from like a place of malice or anything, though. They're like, hey, this guy wants to listen to Slipknot. I'm a maggot, too, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not hurtful or nothing. I've just heard it way too many fucking times. Right. Like, you know, trying to get a new joke. Yeah, and then it, it is kind of fucking annoying when your brother's name actually is Corey, and you're thinking they actually might know your fucking brother and shit. Like, right? Trying to have an actual you're conversation. Kind of fall for it every time. And they're just out here, like, taking the piss, like, like, come on, man. Yeah, you know, I can flip it around and, like, you know, they they, they say, oh, how's your brother Corey? And then I start singing some Slipknot, and they're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> My brother's a fucking redneck. Like, if I start singing Slipknot to anybody that does know him, they're probably not even going to know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> so. <laughs> they're like, what the fuck are you singing? Like, Yeah, like. Okay, so. And this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about a lot of fucking food. A lot of things that have to do with food. So, crack it off. Get it started. Uh, oh, and, and we have a special fucking guest that, that knows a lot about food. Well, I guess if you look at it, maybe he doesn't know a lot about food because he is a vegetarian. So, half the things on the menu are off of his plate. Yummy. But... We'll, we'll go ahead and, and crack this bitch open with, with a good old-fashioned burger ranking. What's Man. the what's the best and the worst burgers in, in, in the food business? I'm going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room here. Since, like, we already know each other off the podcast, like, about your opinion about Whataburger. Because I had Whataburger for lunch earlier, and it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's... There's a shit ton of people, especially in our our region of, of, of fucking Texas, that just absolutely love Whataburger. Some some might say that they're even fucking addicted to Whataburger. Me, personally, I don't think it's all that fucking great. Like, I'll eat there. I, I'm not just completely fucking against Whataburger, but I don't like fucking waiting in line for 45 minutes to get a Whataburger. And when I do get my Whataburger, I, I'm not even really all that satisfied. 
So it sounds like your main issue is the weight. The main issue is the wait time, but then I think I think the the food there is just average. You know, like I'm, I'm not saying it's like Jack in the Box bad, but you know, it's about equivalent to like a fucking Whopper or a Big Mac in my eyes. Damn, that that is harsh. Nothing super special about it. Now, Jack in the Box, I I can live without. I could probably live without Jack in the Box if I had to like choose one to go. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Jack in the Box is probably the last one on my list. I mean, I'm I'm not too crazy about Sonic Burgers either. Sonic Burgers are real wet, sloppy, squished, even. Yeah. I don't think I've ever got a burger from Sonic that didn't look like somebody had sat on it. See, for me, the, the Sonic by my apartment always manages to get my order wrong. So, like, I'm, I'm going to admit that I'm a little biased on this, but, like, I can agree with his ranking on your list. Like, sometimes when they do get it right, the food can be all right. But, like you said about Whataburger being on that same quality as, like, a Big Mac or a Whopper, that's where I would kind of rank Sonic's food at. Yeah, see, I wouldn't even give them that. Like in my list, as I as I said, I'm going Jack in the Box last, then Sonic, and then I'm gonna have to go on to like you know McDonald's, then Burger King. I think I think that they're not really all that amazing either, but they're not the worst for sure. And I'm gonna say that McDonald's is just a a hair a hair better than Burger King. For me, I guess it just depends on the day. Like I, I can eat either one if I'm in a pinch. Yeah, really, I think they're super fucking neck and neck, you know, like, I mean, McDonald's just has more of a feel of like, you know, I feel like everything that I could possibly eat from here feels like it's came out of a machine and nobody actually touched the food. Nobody actually made it with love and care. You know, it feels real processed where Burger King has more of like a, a down home feel, I guess you could say. But really, at the end of the day, both of them are super fucking processed, so. Absolutely. The only real difference is that Burger King flame broils their burgers as opposed to like McDonald's like pressing them on a grill or something. Do they flame broil them though, or is that a myth? Because I've also heard that they paint the lines on them. They, they might paint the lines on them. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not absolutely certain. I've never worked at Burger King or McDonald's for that matter. I, I'm pretty fucking sure that I've heard that they use like black food coloring or some shit and paint the lines on the fucking burgers at Burger King to make them look like they're flame grilled, you know, fucking perfection when they're really just not. I mean, like, have you ever been like near a Burger King and you see the smoke coming out the top of it? You know, that's... well, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, an employee's up there on the roof chiefing. Man, they better be cheaping pretty hard then. I mean, these are like, I mean, these clouds like, you know, like burgers too. What's up? I said, is there any other way? <laughs> you got to be cheaping hard, man. I mean, unless you're hitting like a pen or something. I know if I was working at Burger King, I'd probably be up on the roof right now, cheaping pretty hard. Fuck yeah. Or in the cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done that too before. Hells yeah. It's cooler smoking. <laughs> I did that when I worked at Denny's. Oh, fuck, man. You know, we're, we're fucking stagehands. You know, we've worked a lot of different... See, to the, to the viewers at home that might not know what a stagehand is, basically the best, easiest way that I could put it is when there's concerts and events, we handle pretty much everything that has to do with setting it up and taking it down. Sometimes even running the show while it's going on. 
And with that said, and with us talking about smoking in the cooler at, at working in different fast food restaurants, one time I fucked up and I lit a cigarette inside of the Toyota Center. <laughs> yeah, we were doing the curtain call. We The big, long fucking curtains that hang, hang down, ladies and gentlemen, whenever they can't fill up the whole arena and they have to make it look like it's filled up. They have these big, long fucking curtains. I don't know if some of you know about that. But we were doing curtain call. We were rolling the curtains back up into the, the fucking rafters at the top. And uh, I I thought it would be a good idea. I, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I thought it would be a good idea if I stood off to the side and fucking smoked a cigarette inside the arena. You know, it's a big fucking place. It kind of it kind of feels like you're outdoors in a way, you know. I and mean, spaces that big typically do. They didn't like that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did not like that shit. They're really picky about you even smoking like on the dock, like yeah, you know, really, you know, like, you all the way outside. You know, flashback to what the fucking nineteen eighties. You know, fucking motherfuckers was walking around inside the grocery store, fucking smoking. You know, like right. But you know, if somebody pulled out a fucking vape pen and started vaping, I you know that's different. Nobody really gets told shit about that. Because it's only technically different, but I mean, like, it, it's still like, you know, poses like an, an interesting question about like whether or not that should be allowed indoors. Because some people do still find it like, you know, an offensive odor. Yeah, you, see, I'm not, I'm not worried about what's in the smoke. Fuck, I'm a cigarette smoker, you know. Same. Weed smoker, a yeah, but uh, no, you know, it's not that I'm worried about breathing in their smoke. It's just I think a lot of those fucking flavors that they use and shit are fucking some nasty smelling shit you know like dude at a gig the other day somebody had brought some cigarettes over from mexico and they like gave me one of them and they had the pop filters in them like the camel crush but one yeah. pop filter like changed the flavor of it to cherry and the other one changed it to menthol yeah i've seen those before but it was different it was like i want to say it was like pear it was like a, a really off the wall flavor that you wouldn't think of yeah, something that you wouldn't typically, like, associate with tobacco use. But, I mean, like, if you've ever smoked hookah, like, I mean, all that stuff's flavored. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, this cherry-flavored cigarette was really interesting. Like, it, it literally tasted like cherries. Like, I mean, I, the snozberries taste like snozberries sometimes. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if the time is right, you know. Luanka was onto something, like, for real. Right. All right, so somehow we've moved on into talking about fucking smoking, you know, go figure. But uh, these conversations tend to do. Maybe. We're we're on our burger ranking, and we've we've the Jack in the Box just fucking sucks. Sonic isn't much better. Burger King and McDonald's are pretty fucking average, you know. Uh, I think this is where, in my list at least, I would put Whataburger. I'm gonna give them a little slack here and put them above mcdonald's and burger king thank you because i think i think you know they i'll, I'll give them the, the the benefit of the doubt just because they're more so a texas company you know and i'll give right. them the texas support whereas we got mcdonald's and burger kings all over the fucking planet yeah but it's a good i still have an issue with their wait times so you hear that whataburger you gotta step it up guys like yeah. the lines, that shit's got to go. We're leaving it behind in 2021. Yeah, fuck you, Whataburger, but I'll still eat your burger sometimes. 
Hells yeah. I mean, as, as far as like, late night snacking goes, you, know, you really, you really don't get much better than that. Yeah. Okay. So if if we're if we're gonna talk about you know late night snackings, then you know I will have to say that Waterburger is pretty fucking okay. You know, like if it's late night. But also that's that's more so the times that I've found myself waiting fucking forty five minutes plus for a burger. Yeah. Is that night? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like you said, there's not really much choices, especially now with, with the whole fucking the COVID shit that we've been having, you know, like, I, yeah. I found that a lot of the places that used to be 24 hours are not 24 hours anymore. Yeah, like Walmart. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, and a, a lot of McDonald's that I've seen that used to be 24 hours, now they close at like, you know, 11 or midnight. Only certain locations are 24 hours. Like, just because they're the only ones that can get the staff. Yeah. So, I mean, when it's it's fucking, you know, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and you're looking for something to eat, you know, like, you don't really have too many options besides, you know, like, Waffle House, IHOP, uh, fucking, you know, Whataburger, Jack in the Box. You know, and let's be honest here. We're probably not going to go to Jack in the Box. I might go to Jack in the Box. If it's the only thing that's close by... If I go to Jack in the Box, pretty much the only thing on the menu that I enjoy from there is the fucking cheddar peppers and the egg rolls. Okay. I can flex with those. I like their time. Maybe every now and then a shake. Ooh, I can't do shakes. Lactose intolerant. That fucking sucks, man. It does fucking suck because it wasn't always this way. Oh, I remember the days when I used to eat cookies and milk. Cereal for yeah. breakfast. Man, ice cream. Yeah. Forget about Man. it. That cuts a lot of shit off of your plate. Yeah. That, I mean, a lot of like, like a lot of dairy-based stuff anyway. That Some I can still eat, like cheese. Like, my stomach doesn't have as hard of a time breaking that down. And yogurt for smoothies. But that's about it. Hey, at least you can eat cheese, man. That's a big fucking, a big play in the dairy world. Oh, bro, I would kill myself if I couldn't eat cheese. Well, I mean, if you (laughs) couldn't eat cheese, you wouldn't know what cheese was like. Yeah. I mean, if I was born, like, you know, like, you know, lactose intolerant and like, you know, had never tasted cheese, I guess it would be different. You know, I could learn to live without it that way. But I, I grew up eating that all my life. You know, cheese pizza, fucking, like. Like cheeseburgers. Yeah, see, I'm weird. I I enjoy cheese, but sometimes I can just go without it. You know, like it just it really depends on what it is. You know, but like I do sometimes find myself ordering a burger with no cheese on it. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I mean, not not all the time, not all the time, but I do occasionally find myself, you know, not wanting cheese on my burger, but you know. Um, it just depends on the day, depends on the situation, depends on how fucking stoned I am, you know, I might want the cheese, but I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I I would never imagine sitting there and like eating a fucking pizza with no cheese or some shit. Like some people do it though. Like macaroni and cheese with no cheese. Oh my God. Don't even say that. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking at that point I'm, I'm leaving. Right, macaroni and cheese with no cheese, like you just ruined my dinner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like let me have 
the macaroni and cheese. Hold the cheese, please. Right. So just give me the macaroni, like the noodles. <laughs> yeah. no, don't, don't even bother cooking them. Right. Just just bring me the raw noodles and let me crunch on those. Yeah, yeah, raw noodles. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Just bring me the water. Right. Boil it myself. <laughs> fire right here on my table. Exactly. We're at a hibachi grill. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, have you ever been to a, a hot pot? A hot pot? Yeah. It's okay. It's it's kind of like a hibachi grill, but you don't have a guy sitting there in front of you, you know, flipping fucking shrimp in your mouth and shit. Like they uh they give you like this fucking hot table, basically. It's a hot part in the middle of the table, and they put a pot in there. And like, you know, you pick what kind of broth you want and shit, and they'll bring you like raw meat and they'll bring you the broth and the broth goes on this hot part of the table and you dunk the fucking meat in the, the broth, you know, and cook it and, and eat it. What? Wait a minute. Yeah. I like Genghis Grill? I've never been to Genghis Grill. I don't know. Okay. It's kind of what it sounds like. Like, like you like get into a line that looks like a salad bar and you like fill up a bowl with like different toppings that you want to add. And then like you like somewhere along the line you pick like what meats you want and they like cook it for you as you go. So it it's sort of like a cafeteria service, like I guess hot pot place. Like, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, the only big difference is you're just cooking it yourself. You know, it's got that little that entertainment factor there to, to, yeah. to cook it yourself, you know. Yeah, that sounds pretty dope actually. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty badass, I gotta say. It was pretty cool. It's not something I would do every single day, but it was pretty cool. You know what I could do every day, like, if, like, if, like money permitting, I would hit up a buffet. Yeah, like I went to a badass buffet the other day for lunch. What's the best buffets? The best buffets, definitely not Golden Corral. Like, well, I mean, you know, it depends on how you look at it. They do have a super fucking huge selection. They are the they are the biggest one. I will give them that. But I mean that title like of, of the best one is like very debatable. Yeah, well I mean this this is where you know you got to you got to see are we talking about like big chains or are we talking about you know like any buffet? Cuz if we're including any buffet, yeah, I wouldn't put Golden Corral at the top, but as far as like big nationwide chains and shit, yeah, you know they're pretty close up there. They have a huge selection. Service is maybe not all that great all the time. You know the food's sometimes not all that great. Yeah. There's some shit that's better than other shit for sure. But you know, as far as a nationwide chain, I think they're maybe one of the best. I mean, it's definitely not CC's. And see, like I, I don't know, CC's is okay sometimes. You got to get the right location. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when it's busier, the food's fresher, of course. Of course. That changes a lot of a lot of factors. You gotta go during lunch. I mean, pizza's not one of those things that you can really keep out, like because after like a couple hours, like sitting out, it, it just looks bad. You know, even, oh, man. even under the heat lamps. Shit, I seen a, a, a little fucking uh news article the other day that was saying the best way to reheat pizza. And uh they tested various different methods, you know. Uh-huh. And uh turns out the best way to reheat a pizza to get it back to its original quality is to throw it in a frying pan, like on medium heat for, uh-huh. you know, like 30 seconds. And then throw a little bit of water in the pan on the opposite side from where the pizza is and cover it until the water uh, 
what's it dissipates and, oh and it like uh, squeeze it yeah it brings all the moisture and shit back in the pizza that actually makes a lot of sense i mean like yeah man like the hot vapor can like you know cook the meat or like bring moisture back to it it's so not like really what the things. what the vapor mainly does is it affects how the cheese tastes and feels. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, they tried the microwave and they said it made it too soggy. They tried the oven and it said it made it too crispy. But this pan frying method, they said that was the best. Did they try air frying it? Yeah, yeah. They, they had air frying in the list, too, but it wasn't it wasn't the best. It was somewhere, you know, in the middle with with microwaving and oven oven cooking. I don't know, man. Like the air fryer is a game changer. Like. Air, air frying leftover pizza, that is fucking top tier. Well, I mean, now you can try the, the frying pan method and, you know, you might be surprised. Maybe. Like, there's another way that I know how to, like, uh, how to reheat pizza. I, I read about this a while back. It's like making a French toast, kind of like a, you know, the liquid that you, like, dip your toast in with, like, the milk and the egg and, like, all the spices. Okay. And it's this for the, for pizza. You know, since I'm lactose, I could probably like opt for soy milk or something like a something like that. But like with a little bit of egg, like stirring into it, you know, and like dipping the pizza in that and frying it, it it like rejuvenates all of it, like the crust, the cheese. It it I mean, it sounds pretty promising. Yeah, it's it's basically like like making French toast pizza. That's that's one of the things that I'd be down to try. Actually, it's. Fucking dope, dude. Fucking phenomenal. So I take it that, that you cook somewhat. A little bit. I, I just mostly you... make like snack stuff for myself, but I mean I, I don't make like big elaborate dishes. Yeah, I mean I love to cook. I do make big elaborate dishes from time to time, you know. I love going out to eat, but I also really love cooking as well. Yeah. Um I don't do you do like watching the 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 shows with the TV chefs? I've seen a couple, but I've never like gotten super into them. You know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. I know who Guy Fieri is. That's probably about it. Guy Fieri, and then you know what about like Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, okay, I, I know Gordon Ramsay. Everybody knows Gordon Ramsay. Um, who else do you got? You got Bobby Flay. I, I'm not sure if I could point him out in a lineup, but I've definitely heard that name. I mean, he's he's an older redhead. Looks like he's had. A bit of plastic surgery. Yeah, like I'm not ringing any bells here. Yeah, like uh, a, I'm surely heard the, heard the name. A Boston accent. Is a Boston accent? Something like that. Um, and we got what else? We got Emerald Lagasse. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> We've also got <laughs> this new wave of like of like famous chefs that didn't get famous a conventional way by opening up restaurants, but by advertising themselves on youtube like binging with bobbish like oh yeah yeah that's very true yeah like that guy's like completely made a name for himself yeah doesn't he he does a thing where he like uh he'll make like different foods from like tv shows and shit like that right like fictional foods turn yeah. them real yeah I mean, yeah like, yeah i know who that guy is nice fictional foods that like but like he like finds a, a real world recipe to like sort of bring it to life super cool stuff. okay so so if we were to lock all these guys in a room, say we're doing like some squid games type shit and we tell them, you know, whoever 
whoever makes the best food, you'll live. Who the fuck do you think is going to walk out of that room? Oh, man. All the guys that we just talked about or just like anybody like in general? Yeah, all these big TV chefs, the big well-known TV chefs. Who's who's coming out of the door? Probably Gordon Ramsay because I think he's the angriest. You know, he'll, like, he also has the most impossibly high standards. Like, he'll he'll just look over at his opponent's cooking and be like, that looks like absolute dog shit and fucking slit their throat. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, I think I've seen a few times where the food did look pretty good and he still shit on it. Yeah, that, like I said, he just has impossibly high standards, and that's why I could never cook for Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I would want to eat his food, though. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind eating his food. So are we are we talking about who's going to cook the best food or who's going to fucking cook the best food and beat everybody else up? Who's going to cook the best food and beat everybody else up? Yeah, who's who is gonna fucking just take their frying pan and whip up the most delicious food that you've ever seen in your life and then beat everybody else's fucking brains in with it? And again, like I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Gordon Ramsay could like very well do that. So Gordon <laughs> see, and I really I agree with you too. You know, like I, I have no no fucking disagreements on this one. I think Gordon Ramsay is probably the most badass chef. Or, you know, hear me out, like, has Gordon Ramsay ever been to prison, though? Um, I'm sure he's been to prison to cook for people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or some shit different. like that. I've seen him fucking on one of his specials that he had fucking making cocaine, so, you know, <laughs> anything's possible. Okay, so, so he's kind of smart, too, then. Yeah, yeah, no, he was literally in the middle of the fucking forest in, like, Columbia or some shit. And they were fucking whipping up cocaine. Jeez. Yeah. Some off the wall fucking Gordon Ramsay documentary that wasn't about food. (laughs) I would like to see him talk down to those guys whipping up the cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. Just get like that, you moron. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. My terrible impression. He gets shot in fucking Columbia and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Cocaine is absolute dog shit. <laughs> That's another yeah. thing too. You know, fucking. Have you ever seen any of the the Gordon Ramsay shit where he you, they don't bleep out his fucking cuss words? Uh, I've probably heard like a clip or two before. Oh man, it's the fucking best. You know, you're watching like Hell's Kitchen or something. All you're hearing is fucking bleep, 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 bleep. Like you're watching yeah. fucking the old Osborne's fucking show. You know, like. But you find one of his shows where where he can fucking he can cuss, you know, like man, it's the best hearing him fucking talk shit. He's a funny ass dude. It's always funny hearing people that you don't normally hear swear, like when they whenever you do catch him swearing. Oh man, the best that I remember is fucking Bob Saget. Oh my god, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> From watching Bob Saget on Full House and how he was on there, and then seeing his fucking stand up. Oh my god. Like what a difference! Complete solar opposites. Like, totally fucking different guy. He is dirty. Yeah, he's a dirty fucking dude, man. He was in Houston not too long ago, actually. Was he? He made a surprise appearance at the at Skank Fest. Oh shit! By the Legion of Skanks guys. Yeah. Yeah, like it was like middle of the day. Like I was trying to go, but like I heard about it later on. Like, oh yeah, Bob Saget like showed up and did like a thirty minute set. Like, what the fuck? Man, I fuck with Bob Saget. I would have loved to see that. 
Hell there yeah. was, uh, what was it, maybe about a year ago, uh, I seen fucking Dave Chappelle had came to town and did some surprise fucking sets at like two or three different clubs. Yeah, he went to Rudyard's and like yeah. popped up there like after midnight, like when nobody was there. It was like a Tuesday yeah. night or some shit. Popped, in, popped his head in the door, what's up, let me do a set. <laughs> man, like, that's why I like going out to some of these clubs, man, like, because you never know who's going to walk in. I went to Secret Group once and a fucking Chingo Bling showed up. Oh shit! Nice. Yeah, it's like out of like out of nowhere. Like, all right, guys, give it up for our special guest, Chingo Bling. I was like, what? Yeah. And, and my whole I was with who's like that guy. You know, you got so much fucking money, so much shit to do. You can do whatever the fuck you want, you know. And you get a kick out of fucking just going in a small club on a fucking Tuesday night and fucking surprising people. It's a cool vibe, man. Like, I don't know if you go out to much comedy clubs, but I mean, there's a few good ones here in Houston. And yeah, like, there is stuff like that isn't like too uncommon either. Yeah, I mean it kind of died down a little bit with the uh the whole COVID thing, but I mean yeah. it's still around and they're definitely bringing it back. Uh, the last time I went was to see uh Pauly Shore actually. Oh fuck, dude, yeah. that, was, that one was fucking awesome. Well, it it was awesome until like I went back to my truck after the show and saw that it got broken into. <laughs> it was probably Pauly Shore. Probably. <laughs> He's probably the one that broke into your car. Install all my rigging gear so he can, like, fucking hang himself from the ceiling or whatever weird shit he's into. The weasel. <laughs> the leaning tower. He's in on the juice. <laughs> Stealing Bastion's car. Ooh, big boy. <laughs> big harness. What it do, yeah. boys and girls? Man, he needs to come back. We really need to petition to fucking bring Pauly Shore movies back. He was saying something about being more involved in stand-up these days. Like, he wants to go the Joe Rogan route, like, open a club. Like, I, believe it or not, I actually didn't know this, but Pauly Shore's mom uh, actually owns a comedy store in L.A. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Mitzi Shore, like, I, I had no idea about that. Yeah, they, they comedy runs in their blood, man. It was like it was cool to see him at Secret Group, like you know, just talking about it so like candidly and like, you know, and he's more or less the same character that you see on screen. There were these girls yeah. playing him in the front row, like you could tell they were like single or something, just, like having a girls' night out. And yeah, I mean, it, it takes a real special person to play themselves and make it very entertaining. Yeah. You know, that's like Adam Sandler. You don't really see Adam Sandler act too differently in any of his movies, but he's always funny as fuck, you know? Because he's Adam Sandler. Honestly, I, I think my favorite movie from Adam Sandler is one of his most uh, off-the-wall characters, one of his characters that's most different from how he really is, and that's Little Nicky. Yeah. that That's the one that comes up a lot, and I fucking agree. Little Nicky is, like, top-tier Adam Sandler. Yeah, Little Nicky and Waterboy. That's another one where he he really he really uh, branched out there and and you know did a whole lot of acting. Yeah, I like some of his more serious roles. To be honest, let's not talk about Spanglish. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've never seen Spanglish, <laughs> and I know that's the one that commonly gets brought up. But yeah, honestly. don't <laughs> don't do it, bro. Rain over me was pretty good. And uh, the what? Rain over me. So I don't think I've like, seen that one. He like plays a guy whose like family died on nine eleven. Like I, I don't think they explicitly say nine eleven, but it was like they, they say it was like a terrorist attack or something. 
it's like it, it's a really like heavy kind of movie, and you know it's yeah. almost weird I'm, seeing Adam Sandler in that context. I've seen these movies where the well-known comedians try to take serious roles, and I don't yeah. know, man. Like, I'll I'll give them a chance. I'll watch them, but it's it's kind of it's kind of you know you don't know what to expect. You're kind of thinking, man, this might be a letdown, you know. <laughs> but there's been a couple really fucking good ones that I've seen too. It really depends on the comic. Jim Carrey pulls it off very well. Yeah, what's that? Uh, the one with the numbers. I think it was like twenty three. Yeah, yes. that one was pretty fucking great. And then uh, Robin Williams, he was in, what's the one uh, where he's like a photo booth worker or whatever, at like a convenience store? Oh, fucking, uh, was it he Ron Paul or something? Uh, it, it's on Hulu like I, or HBO Max or something. I, I scrolled by it. Phone booth? That might be what it is. It's something like that, but, or photo booth? Yeah, photo booth. Yeah, that's that's a fucking good movie. Um, uh, Bill Murray, he he was in a movie called Broken Flowers. That was a really fucking good one, and it, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it was weird seeing Bill Murray not being funny, but you know, fucking, it was a damn good movie. He he did a good job on that. Yeah, it was the type of role that you could. I don't know. Have you ever seen Broken Flowers? I've not. It, it was a type of role where where you can watch Bill Murray in this movie and kind of imagine that he's never played any kind of funny role before like he did that good of a job with it like he's almost like reinvented himself or showed himself in a different light that we don't typically see him in exactly you know and bill murray's a fucking comedy god man yeah like he's done he's he's done the damn thing i think he's maintained that status by like kind of laying low for you know for you know the later part of his career you know preserving his legacy so to speak Oh, fuck. Speaking of preserving legacy, since we're on this food episode, preserving, not necessarily a legacy. How do you feel about canned chicken? Oh, canned chicken. It doesn't even sound appealing. Chicken in a can. And I'm not talking about like like some chicken bits in a can like like you would see tuna. I'm talking about a whole ass fucking chicken bones and all oh, in a can. Bones the big fucking can with the chicken inside. It's already cooked and just preserved all to hell. Like, yeah, it's got jelly on it. It's like something that you'd see in a mad scientist lab or something. It's like something you would see in a fucking horror movie. Like a chicken fetus in a jar with like an overinflated head. I mean, they. So I know quite a few people that like some chicken feet, man. I don't I mean, know anybody that likes the chicken in a can, though. Having never tried it, I, I'm not sure if I ever really want to. I've never eaten chicken in a can, and I never will eat chicken in a can. If you serve me some chicken and I eat it, even if I say, man, that was good as fuck, and you tell me it was chicken in a can, I'm going to slap you. (laughs) You better not give me no fucking chicken in a can, man. That's that's a death sentence. I bet Gordon Ramsay could probably whip up a good chicken in a can and repurpose it into something like, you know, salvageable. Oh, like on Cutthroat Kitchen? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> repurposing the fucking canned chicken that's <clears throat> fuck dude fuck man if i was on that show and that was my challenge that they gave me i i oh man i don't know <laughs> i don't think i could do it be throwing up the whole time like <clears throat> yeah you gotta imagine chicken in a can probably fucking stinks yeah i'm sure it's it's just as unpleasant tasting and smelling as it looks like, are you supposed to rinse it or like? 
No, man, you keep the jelly on there. <laughs> no, I don't fucking know, man. I've never made chicken in a can. You know what's not so bad out of a can? What's that? Raviolis. And that's, yeah. it's cooked beef. So, I mean, in a way, it's, yeah. not, it's not too much different, I guess. Like Even oh, as an adult, I can, I can definitely tell you that I have ate some Chef Boyardee raviolis before. I can recent. eat the fuck out of some Chef Boyardee raviolis. I'll eat them straight out of the can. Bro, give them to me. I don't know about straight out of the can. I like them hot, but. <laughs> I, mean, I prefer you know. them hot, but I mean, like, if I'm, like, you know, bumming it for a few days or something, sleeping in my car. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. If I'm bumming it and sleeping in my car, I might I might go ahead and pull out some shit like in the Goof Troop movie and try that shit with the cigarette lighter. Man, like, I don't even think my car has a cigarette lighter. <laughs> Fuck it. I got a lighter. <laughs> there you go. Pull out the fucking dab torch. <laughs> Make a makeshift like like campfire or something to cook it in. I mean, honestly, dude, you could probably just put it on the fucking engine, crank the engine, let it heat up, and and put it on the engine block for a minute. Yeah, that's not a bad idea too. Fuck it, man. Fucking in a pinch, got to figure it out. Yeah, I wish they would figure out a way to make those cans microwavable, or just figure out a way to stop making canned chicken. <laughs> Like, serve it in something that you can just pop in the microwave. I mean, I think we as a society are, like, starting to evolve, like, past the need for microwaves. And we're, like, integrating into, like, a full-on post, like, air fryer society. Uh, I don't know if I would take it that far, man. People still love their microwaves. Microwaves, like, have, you know, served their purpose. But, I mean, like, I, I, for one, welcome the arrival of our air fryer overlords. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like I need to go and get an air fryer. I don't have an air fryer. You don't have an air fryer? No, man. I didn't know that was such a common thing. Dude, join the cult. Like, drink the Kool-Aid. It's it's life-changing, to say the least. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to fucking take a sip out of the Kool-Aid and see what the fuck all the hype's about now that you're fucking talking about it, man. I've never even heard anybody really, really bring up air fryers that much, you know? I haven't met anybody that's fanatical about it as I am. My, um, I'm not like the chieftain of like the air fryer society or anything. But... You're the grand wizard of air fryers. <laughs> I don't want to put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> the grand wizard, <laughs> the, the red dragon, <laughs> like <laughs> all hail the red fryer general. <laughs> Our symbol is a burning microwave. <laughs> fuck your microwave <laughs> alright ladies and gentlemen we will be right back with some special fucking guest action for you we'll be here back. on don't touch show call session what was that Bass? I said don't touch that dial we'll be back I in mean, a while if you're gonna touch the dial go in a circular motion or just you know Close the goddamn door. Make sure you lube it up first. (laughs) Touch that dial real good. Touch it twice for me. Lick the fucking dial. Spin on it. Yes. (laughs) How's that dial feeling? Oh, dude. Dialed up. Okay. (laughs) We'll be right back (laughs) with a special guest for you guys here on show call motherfucking session. 
What's up, everybody? This is Big Dick Johnson from Aunt Mona's Rubber Bonus. That's right, Aunt Mona's Rubber Bonus, where we only sell the finest handcrafted dongs made from 100% recycled condoms and Walkman CD players from the 90s. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You'll want to get fucked like Louis C.K.'s hand in a greenhouse. We got just what you need, a big fat rubber cock. Now those dirty fucking rats across the street at Mr. Regis's plastic penises like to tell people that we use the fine men and women of China to make our schlongs in a sweatshop. But I'm here to clear the rumor. We only use children in our fucking sweatshops, folks. Forget about it. Now if you're looking for poles, not holes, try our brand new sister store next door. Creepy Uncle Biden's vibrating vaginas and wigs where everything comes equipped with high technology scratch and sniff stickers. So you can smell it before you buy it. The wigs, sniff them. The vaginas, sniff them. Even my fucking ass has a sticker, folks. So come smell what I'm cooking, if you know what I mean. Down at Aunt Mona's Rubber Bonus, 6969 Highway 420. And don't forget to tell them Big Dick Johnson sent you. Bada bang! <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's it sound? Uh, do it again. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> that's cool. I don't know where you're going to need a siren, but yeah. That, that, that's just like one section. No, you hear me? Hey. Yo, what's up, man? Welcome to show call session. Um, fuck. Fucking hell. Hello? Hello? Hello. Oh, yeah, I finally hear y'all now. My bad. Yeah. What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Um, just been fucking around on Reverb Nation the last hour waiting for y'all. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Just listening to old music that I recorded like, what, five, six years ago. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yo, what are you uh, working on currently? Um... Shoot, I don't even know. I think I've just been messing around trying to get my production up to the to where I really like it. And finally, I guess you could say I'm finally getting better at it in the last year and a half. And just, I guess you could say, Human Extinction Era is coming out this year at some point. Nice, nice. Yeah. And just to, to let the, the people listening know, uh, can you, like, give us a, a little, a brief description on, on what you do? Uh, I'm pretty much known for doing like black and death metal, or I guess you could say black and grindcore, since I mix like black metal and grindcore, and do have a little bit of a death metal roots to my sound, since my vocal style is more like demolition, cattle capitation, or something like that, like early cattle capitation from back in the day. Very like guttural kind of stuff. Yeah, that's kind of sound I kind of go for, but I do have a little nice. bit of that mid scream where I sound like a freaking goblin, and no wonder my friends call me Smeagol now. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's an underutilized technique in like in, in modern metal. Yeah, like, it, it's really it's explain but the best way i can explain doing the whole mids thing it's basically like just the sigh with a note that's all i'm really doing right on yeah <clears throat> awkward silence <laughs> we lose we this part out later <laughs> all right sounds good no, fuck it we're leaving it we're leaving the awkward <laughs> silence man comedy uh, gold fuck it i had to do that <laughs> 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 right, like give us like a taste of like some of those like tasty gutturals, like 
Yeah, but uh, the other thing I could say that I am in the middle of working on several other albums, and I think I'm going to be bringing a couple friends in. I know I want to bring my friend Stephen Kitchens from Memphis, Tennessee, on Crest albums, but that's more like a memorial album that's dedicated to like a bunch of friends of mine that passed away. And I do have one that's in the works right now called The Setting Sun that's dedicated to my friend Bianca Adams, who sadly committed suicide back on september 30th and that was really oh, hard wow. to go through yeah it Sorry was really yeah it was really fucked up but uh other than that um i'm pretty much accepted that she's gone but i'm never gonna accept the way that she went but the song it, it's i guess i was gonna aim for it to be about 18 minutes long that's just freaking pushing it so i guess at like 11 11 minutes or something like that because i am ending it at a I'm ending with a, what is it, a freaking acoustic folk ending or something like that since I play, like, several instruments. I just put new strings recently, and I'm probably going to try writing some parts for, like, Penny Whistle as well, but I need to figure out what I need to do with that. What all instruments do you play, Colton? Uh, That's kind of – I play one too many. That's going to be a long list, but uh, I do play acoustic. I have a nylon that I don't really mess around with that much anymore, and I do have a keyboard that I've been borrowing from my brother's ex-wife, and I started making a dungeon synth with it just for the hell of it. Excuse me. This sounds like fun. Yeah, and then I have, like, an electronic drum set. I specifically bought for my brother and I. Of course, he doesn't really play it that much, but he has come in here randomly and just like starts playing on it. So that makes me really happy. And uh, I do have this really weird instrument called a banjo guitar, which is basically a banjo with a guitar neck. And like I got it on my birthday, and I can't even play the damn thing because the action is too high. But I've been meaning to take it to my friend, but it's just like you know, money has been really tight the last few months since uh, game season ended. But oh well. But uh, I do play, as I mentioned, I own a, what is it? I own a penny whistle. I'm pretty decent at it, but I won't say I'm the best at it, like freaking Kriegel Lonsman from Elevetti. And uh, I play bass. I'm playing bass since I was like 17. Like I messed around with my cousins back in the day, and then I, that old bass got broken a long time ago. And my friend uh, Corey Nato handed me down this old Squire bass, and it's just like, that's pretty much what I use majority of the time nowadays. And like, yeah. uh, I do mess around with sense, but like meaty sense or something like that. But so, I might as well learn how to play keyboard now. <laughs> what kind of music were you playing at 17? Like, like, like what kind of bands were you playing bass in? Uh, I wasn't really playing in any bands. I was actually just up and starting, you know, like when I was 17 years old, like right after seeing pre-domination, Cody Hancock, whatever you call him. Um, like before he ended that band, I saw him, I was like really inspired to start a one-man band. So I was trying to think of a name and the original name for it that I first came up with was a funeral for a massacre. But I was like, Oh, right. There's already a band called funeral for a friend, even though they're no longer together or they are, I have no idea if they got back together or not. But other than that, um, it just like Birth of the Masker's House popped up to my head one morning. I was like, all right, that name's going to stick. And it's been the name since then. Nice. And that is a super fucking interesting thing about you, man. You are a, a true one man band. You play all the instruments yourself. Like, how do you handle that whenever you're doing a live show? 
Uh, it's been really hard. Like when I was originally doing, it, I was using a drum machine and I was just messing around with my laptop and whatnot. And it was really hard to mess with that. So I started using my phone instead and put all the three tracks for drum tracks on my phone. And I'll like, before it starts playing, I'll do when to play and it just like go from there. And it was like a lot easier to play, but I know there was a lot of technical difficulties shows every now and then but that's why i have moved to midi drum pro since uh 2019 but of course i changed my drum pro year after using this metal drum app that i found on uh, like the app store and i just recorded each piece and i used that for a little while and i just wasn't happy with the production that it was giving and it just to sound like shit on studio one and uh, moved to Colt drums, and now I'm using uh, Northern Artillery drums and Colt drums at the same time, so I can get that right amount of symbols that I like to use. In- oh, shit, nice. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, it just takes a long time to freaking work on drum programming. Like, one song, if it's like seven minutes long, it's kind of taking me like a month or two just to get it done. But, I mean, recording yeah, guitar- I'm pretty tedious. It's like a long process, and like, being on I mean, it, it takes forever man but so i mean like you have a uh, birth at the masker's house which is you know your one-man band uh we know you have labyrinth crescent moon that's also just you right yeah that's mainly just me but it's not specifically meant to be me so i may be trying to get my friend steven kitchens to join like he originally was supposed to join and i did have a basis at one point but i lost all connection with the guy and Kind of wish I could get, get get in contact with him him again, but it's just I don't know where oh, he's fuck. at now. Fucking disappeared. Yeah, he kind of like fell off the face of the earth. I mean, I know he's on my friends list right now, but he just like he's still not replying to anything at all anymore. And I did have his number, but that, that was on a phone that crashed a long time ago. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, so it really sucks. But I mean, if I do run into him at like tonight i will be happy to like reconnect with them like saying hey i got all this fucking material for our project if you're still interested i'll let you join again yeah and if he's dead now you're probably one of the main suspects (laughs) 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 i don't know man he was a good dude like uh it'd be really nice to reconnect with the guy like i still remember like the last time i did any kind of interview he was the guy i spoke to and of course i was a dumbass the word ideology meant <laughs> it happens man it happens to the best of us yeah and it took me like an hour later i was like oh that's what that word means okay i'm a dumb <laughs> oh man have you ever seen the movie idiocracy sadly I no i don't really watch tv remember like i don't even watch movies or anything like i think the last time i watched a movie was probably two years yeah like yeah i'm just not too big on watching movies or anything like that well Maybe I'm wrong. I did watch, uh, like, a Vacation Christmas or whatever you fucking call it that has a, that's from like the seventies. I'm a, something like that, but it was an old classic Christmas movie that was from National Lampoon. Yeah, oh, Christmas like, Vacation with that. Right, right. Yeah. And, oh fuck, yeah. who else is in that shit? Um, I know it. Um, what was it? It has like one of the actors from that was a kid at the time. He was in. He's in Big Bang Theory now. Apparently, I was like, "Holy shit!" He was a kid in that movie. I didn't know that dude oh, was that. I old. didn't even know that. Yeah, I was a little shocked I when I found either. that out. I guess it oh, makes I had, sense. Uh, 
had Bill Murray's brother in it too. Right. I was pretty shocked when I found out that uh, the little kid and Adam Sandler's big daddy was a uh, kids from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, oh, shit, that, that was a little weird when I yeah. found that out. But I think the last movie, I don't remember which uh, Zach and Cody or whatever the names are. I think the last movie I saw one of them in is called like Five Feet Apart. And of course, I was like on my 28th birthday or something like that. And now I'm like 30, almost 31. And I'm just like, where the fuck did the time go? And like from that movie, I was just like, okay, this is the first time I cried from a movie. <laughs> you wouldn't expect it like, from these guys. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, it's hard to believe. Like all of us sound like brutal, but hard to believe. We have emotions too. <laughs> oh, dude, like fucking Disney movies will fuck me up. Especially like yeah. some of those Pixar ones, like Inside Out. Yeah, I haven't seen any Dis- new Disney movies, even though I've been seeing a lot of... uh like previews for like but i'm just like uh i'll pass on this That's <laughs> like fair. I, I, mean, I still remember my mom was watching this movie about a jazz passes away and then like it's like pixelated kind of like that ordeal like one of those movies and it's based on this jazz artist who dies and he's trying to make his first gig but i'm just like dang that sucks <laughs> it sounds depressing <laughs> yeah i was just like oh my goodness man the good thing about movies, though, is that, like, you can always, like, go back and watch them whenever. Like, that is you know. true. I mean, yeah. I don't really watch movies that much, but the only movies I have in my room is, like, Apocalypse Now, which I only watched once, and I was, like, blown away by that freaking movie. I was like, this is the movie I ever watched in my damn life. Hell yeah. And I could see why my dad was always telling me to watch it since I have it in my room. Like, my mom tried to throw it away. I was like, I'm going to keep that because this, I've heard a lot of good things about this movie. There's a lot of good ones, like Saving Private Ryan. That movie so many freaking times. Like, my dad made me watch that growing up as a kid, and then I guess you could say I can thank him for that, because that's one of my favorite movies, even though I'm not really too fond with the idea of war nowadays. No, I feel ya. Just But the depiction of it in movies is, like, really interesting, too. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it doesn't quite fully capture, like, the experience of being in war, but I mean... Some people say it gets gets you pretty close, right? Really yeah. Movie like Tropic Thunder is like doing it for to take the piss, but <laughs> yeah, I, I still Thunder the first time. I was like, okay, this is pretty fucking funny, right? And I'm just like surprised that freaking Robert Downey Jr. didn't get canceled for the movie. I was like, come on now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, that's, it was that's like, like the younger... only case I've ever seen that did not get canceled. It's because yeah. it raises an interesting debate like around it. He wasn't necessarily like being black, like going into like back blackface character like as a joke. It was more like a, a send off of like people like not of color getting cast in roles like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it was comedically playing a character that was playing a blackface role. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's true. Just, they made him so fucking stupid with it that everybody just thought it was funny. I mean, it's clever the way they did it. I'm not saying that racism is clever or anything like that, but just the way that it's framed in this context. Yeah, they were really poking fun at it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to mention through all the instruments I have, I forgot to mention my new uh, baby, the Jackson 7-string. Uh, it's a Misha Monsoor oh, signature 7-string. 
badass from periphery like i literally just bought it um back in november 19th i mean i originally started paying for it october 22nd and it took about a month to get it out of layaway i mean it's a 600 it's actually a 800 guitar but i got it down for like five and i was just like all right that's cool i got a fucking guitar and it plays pretty fucking well so i got a new toy to mess around with every once in a while but it's just like you know i've been so busy with like working on my songs i haven't really touched it that much recently which makes me feel bummed out my old dean recently when i was trying to finish uh the setting sun but of course i listened to it and i'm like ah i think i'm gonna redo it with a new guitar because the quality of that is too good anymore like it used to be because it's just it needs a lot of repairs like the wiring and everything is like pretty much getting disconnected and so like really fucked up and shit what kind of and so with your new songs that you're recording is there like a specific band a specific project that you're more focusing on or are you trying to take them all on individually equally or how's that working out it really depends on my mood on which project i want to do i know i am doing like sea shanty covers with like metal vocals for everybody find out here who's actually part of that project uh to add his vocals to all the songs i plan to do maybe 19 covers and i think the very last one's gonna be hoist the colors from pirates of the caribbean but so far i think the last one i did was northwood and that one was really fun and but the most fun one I ever did was roll the old chariots and uh i guess bully in the alley those were the i don't know why i said just the most fun one because there was like there's three so far that were really great and then there's uh like i guess you could say my main project that i've been doing most of the time is probably bmh like all the freaking time but i think after i've <clears throat> finished human extinction era I'm going to be taking a really long break from working on music for that. But I mean, I'm still going to do shows for it whenever I can start doing shows again. But uh, I'm just going to be going full on focus with my other projects for a while. So I can just out of the way, you know. And I know my brother wants to join a few of them or something like that. Because I did have this one project called What Now for a while. And I just have this album that's just been in limbo for the longest freaking time. Because the drummer left the band. And I'm just like, crap, I have this six tracks long and all the songs are like freaking long as hell and i can't find a drummer so luckily i got to get media cables for it yeah and that seems to be a, a common occurrence in bands that's been happening for way too long you know uh different musicians in the band leaving and getting replaced and whatnot yeah it's a real pain in the ass that that's happening but i, I just prefer by myself and people think i'm a bit egotistical for that but i'm just like no it's just because i've been screwed over so many times yeah i mean you know it's just that that's how it is sometimes sometimes you just feel like you know you could do a better job if you just did everything yourself yeah and plus like you know our band it's just like i do have a song that i did start on for us the original one so i kind of redid it and now i'm like all right i like this version a lot more and it's a lot shorter too <laughs> Yeah, that's that's another project. We have uh, our band Infected Me with me and Colton, where we switch different instruments and, and vocals throughout different songs. Right. I mean, uh, I don't even know what to put that under because it's like every song we've come out with and Spotify has been completely different. But of course, my production has gotten a little better since Blue Waffle Breakfast. 
Yeah, it's very, very experimental metal with hints of uh, various other aspects. We got rap in there. We got folk. We got uh, various other aspects. It's very experimental. Yeah, I've been thinking about trying to write us a couple folk songs pretty soon, but I just don't know where to start. So if I'm doing anything, I'm just going to get my damn bandage are fixed pretty soon in the next week or two, hopefully, when I get paycheck. But I need to get my damn phone fixed first, and then I'm going to have to pay to get a phone card or refill the service as well. So I'm not like going in limbo and having people not having a way to call me or anything. Fucking technology, man. Yeah, it's bullshit. And plus, technology uh, is talk. a fucking bitch. Yeah, straight talk is a shitty service anyway. Like, I'm constantly connected to the internet nowadays. Like, I'm just like, what's the point? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially if you're if you're like out in the fucking country, you know, like what the fuck, you know, like I mean, you better have some good service or you're just kind of fucked. Yeah, but I mean, I live next to Antenna, so service is not a problem. It's just like the service that I have, like, is really crap. Like years ago, it was decent. Like I don't know what the hell happened to it, but it's just kind of sad that uh, it's like gone downhill over the years. That's very true. It's very true. Yeah. I, I don't think that they're paying as much focus to it as, now as they are on other aspects of it, like apps and stuff. Right. Plus, my phone is getting pretty old. I mean, it doesn't really connect like the I mean, the phone charger connects finally. But for some reason, I'm going to have to get it fixed because like the volume, it, the volume knob is messed up and the headphone adapter it, like headphones won't or aux cords don't even connect to it anymore like i have to like literally hold it in there just to listen to music and if i let go of it it just pops right back out so that's like another 50 dollars out of my freaking pocket just to get the damn thing fixed and i'm just like i'm at this point honestly yeah i mean they, they don't really build these phones like to last for very long yeah kind of you look back in the 90s, phones last for years, and now we got all these smartphones, and they're just like, hey, get this new phone. And you just they pretty much fill it with viruses because of like updates and whatnot. They're like sleeping time bombs. Like after about the like year and a half, two year mark, they'll like start just like flooding it until it becomes like a paperweight. Yeah, that's the sad thing about phones. It really screws you over to the point where you have to get a new phone. I'm surprised mine has lasted two years when my mom actually had this phone for two years before me and I had a different phone. I don't know what kind of phone I had, but it was like an LTE and I spent like nearly $400 on that damn thing just to break on me like two years later. Oh, geez. I mean, two years is about average though for most phones. Yeah, but I mean, I was a dumbass who kept on sitting on his phone forever with his wallet, like wallet in front of it. I was like bending. It's still in my room somewhere, and I could take it to like a repair shop, and I'd probably just sell it at this point. I mean, if you have to like consider repairs, like you might as well consider replacing it at that point. Yeah, I mean, I ended up replacing the some old shitty ass phone that I had for a little bit, and that thing had problems like you wouldn't believe, like more than the one that I have now. And I'm just like, I'm so glad that I got a better phone after a while, and. Reminded me that Galaxy S phones are really nice when it comes to like recording shows and whatnot because like the quality of the videos are really amazing. And that's uh, yeah, now that's yeah, that's kind of why I was like, all right, I, I'm gonna stick to Galaxy S because they're perfect for the kind of things I do in my life. See, me personally, like I, I prefer Apple products just because they're pretty universally easy to use right out of the box. 
Like, I don't require, yeah. like, too much, like, user interface or anything like that. Yeah, I've heard there. a lot of Apple products, and I've definitely heard about this app where you can, like, put a song in, and it'll just, like, separate the whole song for you. And I'm just like, damn, I wish I could have that kind of app on my phone. Right. Because <laughs> like, that, that would help me out. Yeah, that would help me out with, like, my old early releases to where I can, like, do a better mixing on them or something like that that I have no access to now. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I have some that are only guitar for my, uh, like, what is it? My <clears throat> my early, early material from when I first started doing Birth of Masker's House. Like, I released this old song called The Ripper, and that was originally from a for a project that I had been doing on MySpace, like called Red Eye Crows with a f- couple friends of mine. And uh, sadly, uh, that band broke up in like 2009. Like my brother was the last drummer, but of course we didn't have a drum set at the time. So it was just like, whatever. <laughs> he said he was the drummer. <laughs> yeah, he was saying he was the drummer, but he sold his drum set. And I was like, really, bro? Come on now. And it took me like 10 years to get a drum set for us again. I had a band break up like that once. He sold it to buy a PA system because we thought he was taking over our vocals. But instead, he left the band entirely to become a rapper. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. It's like, way to flip the script on us. Wanted nothing to do with music we were playing anymore. Like, okay. Bro, fucking bro. amateur, man. You got to rap and be in the band. Exactly. Just be that personality in the band. Like, I mean, rap is a really good genre and whatnot, but I can't really say I'm a big fan of like the modern day mainstream rap. But if I'm listening to any kind of rap nowadays, I would definitely say I'm listening to like Outkast or whoever wrote uh, Return. I'd always forget his name for some freaking reason. Oh. And then, you know, like older artists, you know, like yeah. stuff from the 90s. And even like You Got What I Need from freaking Biz Marky. I like to listen yeah. to that all the freaking time. I mean, I just wish. Like yeah, I, gotta I mean, I, I think, I think definitely in a lot of aspects of metal, I think uh, rap does play play a little a little uh, piece in in a lot of the the metal, especially what's coming out nowadays. You know, a little bit. Yeah, like, it's borrowing a lot from like '90s and early 2000s culture. Yeah, you know, especially if you start bringing up bands like you know, like Slipknot and uh, Attila. And shit like that, you know, where the it almost sounds like they're they're rapping, and sometimes they are rapping, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a guttural t- tone to them, or something like that. That's kind of like what Corey Taylor does. Or same with the uh, what is his name at Attila? I can't remember his name, but I mean, I know he did a own crew where he's, it's like a project he does with some rapper. I think his name was like Little Toe, but I can't remember. Yeah, and you know, a lot of that inspiration has to come from you know rap, whether it be older or newer rap. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it probably has a lot to do with older rap, but yeah, you know, a lot of that inspiration does come from rap. Right. I don't know, like a lot of these rappers now are like you know a little bit younger than us, so it's not too uncommon to hear guys like referencing like, "Oh, I grew up listening to Chief Keef" or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's another big thing too. A lot of the a lot of the rappers are inspired by metal culture. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember which rapper that I could think of other, that's would be inspired. I think he went by Heathen or something like that. But instead, with a A in it, he put a V or something like that. And his music is pretty good, but it's just like after a while, him and I like cut ties with each other because you know I'm I was a bit of an ass. 
threats and all that stuff. And of course, I apologize and turn against cops officially. Yeah, and I think uh, I think Travis Scott, he's probably another one that that's really influenced by metal. Yeah, tra- I think he is. It's just like the whole fiasco that happened with him. I'm just like really sad with like everybody blaming him and all that. I was like, I mean, most artists don't really have control of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, at a certain point, it just it kind of gets out of your control. You know, when you when you have fucking, you know, 75,000 people in the crowd, like how the fuck are you going to stop every single person in the crowd from doing something? You know, like exactly going to stop any of that chaos from happening. Yeah, I mean, it's a sad event, but I mean, really, you know, when you when you stop and think about it, there's really nobody that could have stopped that shit from happening, you know? Yeah. Maybe just better planning. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it just definitely made me laugh when, like, some... Shit never happened at our shows. They always stop when people were getting something. I'm like, come on now. Our shows don't even get that full in the first place. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. for real. You get lucky if you get 50 people there on, like, a fucking Saturday night. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I mean, and then you I've have seen. certain metal bands where where it's like a thing where the crowd fucking kicks each other's ass when they're playing, you know, and they are really fucking each other up. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, crowd killing, like kind of bands. Yeah, the whole crowd killing thing. Yeah, yeah, it kind of makes don't... you think of like what Slipknot or even worse in the crowds where he beat the shit out of his audience, and then even worse. But people like went yeah, to those man, shows, he's like, a one of a kind. That was his whole draw. Like, oh fuck, how are they gonna like you know out, like out, outdo this show last time? Hmm, who am I gonna smear shit on today? Right? <laughs> yeah. And you this can never like, predict you. Should I wear a jock strap or should I just come out with my dick flopping around? <laughs> should I attack the guy in the front row or the one in the back? Hmm, I don't know if I should shoot up or smoke some meth. How about both? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> fuck it. Let's get the jack too. <laughs> Fucking G.G. Allen. Didn't he, like, uh, put a fucking banana up his ass or some shit, too? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. And he, like, yeah. ate it or he fucking made somebody eat it? Some shit like that. <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't be surprised if he did something that fucking weird. Have you t- They shared it like Lady in the Tramp. Have you seen the Probably. video of him punching that girl at his show? Like he- I'm sure there's several videos of him punching girls at his shows, but, yeah, I mean, I've seen that- him... I seen him kick somebody in the teeth too. Yeah, <laughs> like he went on Jerry Springer to like to defend that whole incident. He's like, I don't give a fuck. And that was like sort of the genesis, not the genesis of his whole character, but like really gave the the world at large a glimpse into who he was. Yeah, I don't think there was a whole lot of defending going on on his part. Definitely not. He <laughs> was like, like I don't give a fuck shit. what you think about me and like my kind of mentality that I have. But it's just like I've like calmed down over the years when i used to be like a freaking edge lord <laughs> yeah i think, I think those days where it was just like what the fuck is wrong with this guy <laughs> well speaking of lords you know this is the food episode and a big reason why i decided to add you personally to the food episode is because you are a lord of sorts of posting shitty food meats what's up with that um i think it was just the whole idea was just because originally I was really fucking bad at cooking and it just got to the point where I wanted to make a big fucking joke out of it. So I just try to figure out how to make the worst 
food dishes out there and first thing i ever done was like pureeing freaking uh like the worst thing i did last year was pureeing kalamata oils and then adding soy sauce to it and i put it on top of a salad i was like okay um this looks like shit and that's why i just like posted it on my facebook like saying don't follow me for more recipes this is horrible and my friends are like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> i was like i wasn't thinking i thought this was gonna come out great looking and it just like it looks like a disaster <laughs> and then and was... out of all the ones that you have made yourself and eaten what was probably the fucking worst concoction you've came up with uh i would probably say in steaming um eggplant or something like that for the night before and then i was gonna eat it the next day and that turned out to be a horrible idea because it pretty much went bad a day later and i tried eating it and i was like nope i think i'm just gonna eat some of your food tonight <laughs> and this is <laughs> like around the time my brother's ex-wife lived in our house and i was just like i'm just gonna eat some of y'all's food since it's vegetarian <clears throat> diarrhea yeah like it, it was bad like you could taste the seasoning but it was just texture was so gross and soggy it was just like what the hell was i thinking of cooking this last night <laughs> Like some fucking mashed potatoes. <laughs> Even worse than mashed potatoes. It was like, oh, it tastes gross. Like, you know, wet fillings, wet foods or something like that. That's what it felt like. Oh, man. Yeah, but I think the best food that I've ever made um, last year would definitely that like bratwurst vegan hot dog. So, I don't really remember what I used, but I didn't really use any vegan cheese, but I used a beyond meat uh bratwurst dogs or something like that and those go for like eight bucks a pack at kroger but it turns out they're a lot cheaper at freaking heb so i may start shopping there for groceries and, and uh, so are you vegan or are you vegetarian i'm mainly vegetarian but i do go weeks without eating dairy products or something like that it just really depends on my mood like i don't think i had any kind of dairy products today so far and Correct me if I'm wrong, but you do have kind of a problem with vegans, right? It really depends on the type of person they are. If they're assholes, then yeah, I'm going to have a problem with them because they like to gatekeep everything and then they bully people for eating meat. And it's just like, I don't want to be that crowd where they treat people like shit. But it's like the same way with like meat eaters as well. It's just like nobody can get along with what they want. I just generally that's all i could say right <laughs> right it, yeah it, it's just really pathetic saying like meat eaters fight fighting with people and i've definitely had people that eat meat just like talk shit to me and I'm, same with freaking vegans and i'm just like all right yeah tools yeah like what earlier today was i was looking <laughs> i was looking at some posts on the soundboard like i'm <laughs> oh shit, Bass busted out the fucking soundboard on us. What did, what did it even say? I, it sounded like somebody singing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love my wings. That was just a random quote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't even tell what that said at all. <laughs> it just sounds like something about. Um, love that chicken <clears throat> from Papa. That is one thing I missed. <laughs> oh shit! TikTok or something like. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's <laughs> it's suicide boys. I don't really listen to them that much, sadly. But uh, 
<clears throat> like, I used the to, other thing, I saw them live. Like, it just completely changed my opinion about them. Oh, shit, did it <laughs> suck? It was pretty bad. Oh, wow. And, yeah. I mean, maybe they were just having an off night, but I was not impressed. And it was sad. That's how I thought when I seen Marilyn Manson. Dude, same. <laughs> like, I feel I personally victimized by Manson because every time I've, I've seen him, it's been shitty. Except for the yeah. one time that I didn't pay to see him. It was Astro World, And I was like, damn, he sounds looking great tonight. Yeah, he did good at Astroworld. And I, I think the only reason that is is because they, like, paid him a million dollars to fucking headline. And he, like, never they gets tell, They paid him a million dollars to not fucking shoot up before he walked out on the stage is what it really is. That, too. Like, I mean, most, like, metal shows that you see on, <laughs> most metal shows yeah. that you see on, he's just, like, an accessory or, like, a co-headliner. It's like, no one takes him seriously. So he's like, fuck it, I'm not going to take the show seriously either. And the fucking audience has to suffer for it. It's like, damn. Yeah, There's that's no why I'm not really a Marilyn Manson, if I'm going to be honest. Never I have. used to be, but again, like, fuck that guy. Like, yeah, I mean, you know who is... is a big Marilyn Manson fan? Who's that? Kanye West and Justin Bieber. They're actually really good friends now. I believe it. Yeah, it's so weird to think about. The godly man is friends with the Antichrist superstar or something like that. Or I don't even know what he's going by nowadays because he seemed like he's gonna <laughs> went to the church with Kanye. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Church yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think they're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> the fact well, that I he think to say God's gonna post my bail on his new record is like pretty legendary. Like. <laughs> Really, Kanye is going to post his fucking bail. Right. Well, I don't know if that's a good association because, like, because he was, like, really big into Trump. So, like, everyone's trying to distance himself from his Kanye. Well, I mean, then you got Justin Bieber in the mix, too, and it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, this is madness. It's like, who's a the top? Boy and a industrial guy or whatever the fuck you call his music or something like that. Because he has, like, rock and heavy, heavy rock or hard rock industrial sounding music and i'm just like i don't even know what to put him under because like his music just swaps back and forth all the time yeah i mean when he was like you know actually good and relevant like it was definitely like industrial tinge heavy metal but it wasn't like completely inaccessible and then like, yeah, he like, started, like went like different metamorphoses like it just depends like who he was collaborating with like uh, definitely. he collaborated <clears throat> with Tim gold who also produces for motionless and white I think he plays bass for them now, too. He actually, he has a song with uh, Gucci Mane, and it's called Pussy Wet. Who, Tim Skold? No, uh, Marilyn Manson. Really? Yeah, he has a song with Gucci Mane called Pussy Wet, and it's basically, it's a fucking song. It's like their version of wet-ass pussy, pretty much. Oh, gross. Yeah. (laughs) Getting pussies wet, getting pussies wet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't stand uh, WAP at all. Like, there's like I, a, I, I guess you intro synth version of it, or like retro funk version of it. That's really freaking good. But like the original, I can't listen to it. I still remember being at Poets about a, I guess you say almost a year ago now. That this group of three girls just go for karaoke and they're singing that song, and I'm just kind of staring at them, like shaking my head, like why. Ugh. And this, and like, not, this isn't amusing. This isn't song. amusing. Yeah, it, it's just like it ain't pretty. That ain't a nice song either. <laughs> and it's, it's like you know, 
And then there's that uh, TikTok song that's going around where it's like people sing it in Russian, and you find out that it's actually about the dude, like pretty much, uh, what is the word? Dominating women or something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it's kids got some, are some really fucked shit. up, really fucked up lyrics talking about like date raping and whatnot. Yeah, it's oh. a really bad song. And I'm just like, why the hell are families dancing to this shit? That's not because even it's catchy and it's in Russian, so they don't know what the fuck they're saying. Exactly, man. Like, I mean, I don't understand Russian at all, but I mean, I have a bunch of friends that are from Russia, so they explain things to me, like, wow, oh, okay, that, that's pretty deep, <laughs> or that's really fucked up. <laughs> okay, well... Speaking of, of fucking and whatnot, we have a special segment on Show Call Sessions, Colton, and it's called Fuck, Marry, and Kill. And we like to play this game with you today. And so, here we go. For, for your options, I'll give you. Let's see. We got Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Barack Obama. Who you fucking, who you marrying, and who you killing? I would definitely kill Trump because fuck him. Joe Biden, I probably, uh, I guess I will fuck him. But uh, that's just such a fucking weird question. And I would that's just end the up, asshole, man. Yeah, he's a dumbass. And uh, what is it? I would probably marry Barack because he was like our last good decent president. And now everybody's like the last two. It's like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I mean, he was, yeah, I, feel I mean, he bad. was a lot better than the last two. Like the last one we had and the current one we have right now. I was just like, what the hell? Is that because the current one that we have was like vice president under Obama? Yeah. I, I, I think if I'm going to have to put them in a list like that, uh, I think, okay, I'm going to have to kill Joe Biden because that fucker's creepy to me. You know, there's no fucking way in hell that I'm fucking his dusty, old, fucking wrinkly asshole. And you True. know, with the marriage, it's gonna it's gonna come down to at least a kiss in there. And I just I can't do it, man. He's a fucking creepy old fuck. He's probably the oldest one on the list. I'm pretty sure. You know. Probably. So so yeah, I'm killing Joe Biden. Uh man, as sad as it is to say, probably fucking Obama. You know, I would imagine. You know, he's black. He's probably got that badonk donk. You know, <laughs> I've never seen his ass personally, but I'm sure it's the best out of the three. You know. And I'm going to have to marry Trump for the money, you know? Dude's got some fucking money. Buy me shit. Let's do it. It's going to be fucking hell putting up with his stupid shit, but he's got that money. Yeah. That is true. Man. Where are you going with this, Bass? Where am I going with it? Probably the same, like, kind of the same as you. Like, def like probably fuck Obama just to see if what they say is true, you know? What'd they say about Obama? About like you know like no about black dudes just having big dicks like hey oh like, oh so you're gonna you're not gonna like Obama, fuck Obama like, Obama's gonna fuck you block, fucking like I'll just kill Trump just just to get that out there just fuck Trump uh, yeah he is a little bitch and I guess that means I have to marry Joe Biden but that's okay because I can just sleep in a different room of the White House you know what I mean I mean y'all still have to consummate the marriage oh jeez yeah. Well, since I'm in the White House, I'll get one of the Secret Service guys to do it for me. Hopefully, Joe will be able to tell the difference. Or get a couple of them, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you work the hole, and you work the pole. <laughs> yeah. 
you'll like wear a costume that like looks like me. Bad. <laughs> bad a bass mask on a secret service member. <laughs> Man, yeah, All right, guys, let's <laughs> let's move on to our final segment of show call sessions, and that is our news section. Let's talk about the the new current and latest news. And uh seeing that that you're a vegetarian, Colton, or vegan some days, you know, however you want to look at it. Uh, KFC has recently decided that they're bringing back their Beyond Chicken, their vegan plant-based chicken. How do you feel about that? I would say it's probably going to be something that I would try, but it's just like I'm kind of skeptical, mainly because what if it's not actually vegetarian-friendly because it may be the same ordeal as uh, Burger King where they came out with the Beyond Meat Burger, but it's cooked on the same surface as the uh, the burgers like my job does but i mean i don't really care for that kind of stuff but me these days i like to watch what i eat and if it's cooked in the the beyond meat chicken is cooked in the same grease as real chicken then uh, it's like you know kind of a contamination ordeal for us vegetarians and vegans really give a shit but then there's others where we actually do give a shit about that kind of small things like uh i like to like keep it on like a straight path of like no con contamination or anything like that and that's kind of why i don't really eat the food at my job unless if it's like so wild. but i've been kind of cutting way back because it was just acid reflux was getting really bad for a while yeah i mean sometimes when you suck down the meats that's what I, what happened to you you know yeah i mean it's just like you know having lifelong issue health issues growing up from like taking medicine the whole time from epilepsy or something like that and like to not have seizures it really took a toll on my body and all that stuff so the going vegetarian was one of my only choices sadly and i finally started learning how to do the diet a little better and i gained like 20 pounds I look a lot healthier than four years ago when i first went vegetarian yeah i mean i could never do it man i don't know i just uh, i've been eating fucking meat my whole life and i couldn't imagine not doing it you know like I, I feel like if I was a vegetarian, I'd just be eating side dishes all the time. Yeah, that's sadly my life's my life sometimes. Where if I'm going out to eat with my parents and they go somewhere like I don't know, Papa Do's, I'm just like, I guess I'm getting a freaking side, and then I get like this huge freaking salad. Yet like two days ago, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take a salad every day. <laughs> I don't know, man. If I go somewhere like Texas Roadhouse, I would I would get like a blooming onion or something. You know, just... Oh yeah, uh, blooming onions are pretty good, but it, it's been a while since I've eaten them, and I've heard they're actually not vegetarian friendly. So oh, it's really? just like I don't know how true it is, but I mean that's what I've heard. It could be because of the batter, maybe that they put that they fry it in, or the, yeah. the oil that's fried in like is cross contaminated with like with other stuff. Like Do you guys eat that, gummy that? bears? Yeah, I definitely do not eat gummy bears because there's gelatin in them. But that, that's I think I'm the one that ruined sure. that for you, actually. Now, now that we bring it up, I, I think years ago I'm the one that told you. I was like, "Hey, Colton, do you eat gummy bears?" And he was like, "Yeah, man, I love them." And I told you, "Yeah, they're made from animal bones." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah, telling you're, me you're probably the one me. that made me turn against it after a while. But I mean, that was like a month into my whole uh like vegetarian diet, so I was still eating like marshmallows and gummy bears every once in a while. But now those have been out of my diet for damn a good while now. 
Yeah, you want to ruin a vegan's day? Let them know that fucking gummy bears are made out of bones. (laughs) Yeah. You're telling me that there's a a chance that there's a gummy bear out there that was potentially made from an actual bear's bones? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Yeah. it could be out there. So that puts you just a little bit higher on the food chain than the bear. I mean, the strangest thing about gelatin is that it's basically over pieces from like pigs and cows and like the scraps of meats or something like that and they grind it up to a goo and they use that as gelatin it, it's just like it's kind of a gross and disgusting process of watching how it's made and you're just like what the hell people eat this god that sounds gross yeah Man, like, i wonder I if really jeffrey Dahmer ever tried it. to do that with the person <laughs> interesting thing <laughs> And you know me being the guy that likes to make memes out of Diff Palmer from a while back. <laughs> like involving hey, one of my songs. Gummy bears are sure fucking tasty. <laughs> oh, that's <Yeah>. Todd. <laughs> He's like, I remember this guy. He tastes okay. <laughs> this gummy bear is Todd flavored. Another big news segment that I heard recently is that Michael Jordan was harassed by a fan in a bathroom. And he was asked for an autograph, which, okay, it's not too bad, except for the fact that you're in a bathroom, but it gets worse. The fan slid a pen and paper underneath the door of the bathroom stall while Michael Jordan was taking a shit and asked him for an autograph. Didn't Eminem talk about this in, like, a song, like, back in 2000? I think he did, actually. Like, so I feel like it sort of comes with the territory of being famous, like, no matter where you, like, who you are or where you're at. Yeah, he had, I mean, he said something about asking for an autograph or taking a picture or something when he's trying to take a shit. I vividly remember that line in one of his songs. So like, yeah, Michael Jordan being upset about it doesn't surprise me. That, that dude doesn't sound like a nice guy anyway. I mean, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's been fucking known for so long now, you know, that it's, it's like uh, they said this about Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is not like, or was it Chevy Chase? Yeah, it was Chevy Chase. They said he's not really uh, nice and friendly to people anymore because it's just been so long that he's been having to deal with being famous that he's, like, kind of a dick now to people. I've heard that he's always been that way, though. Like, even, like, back on his SNL days, like, he was always the most confrontational dude in the room, like, starting fights with the writers and shit. Oh, imagine getting in a fight with Chevy Chase. Dude. That, that's got to be crazy. <laughs> he was on Community with uh, Donald Glover, and, like, those two got into it. I think I'd kick his ass. Yeah. Don't I mean, especially when he's like sure. years old, but even in his prime, I, I think I could whoop Chevy Chase. He has a face that you want to punch, for sure. Yeah, Not too much he of does. A pacifist. I don't know. I, I love his movies, though. I love his movies. They would hurt to punch him, but but yeah, he has a face you want to punch, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure he'll probably like go on his podcast and talk shit about us if he ever hears this, but that's all right. I mean, I mean, <laughs> suck a dick, you old I bastard. Mean, I, uh, yeah, I guess you could say on my whole part of that whole situation, I would say even though I'm known as Grand Shipmaster and being known for the guy that made uh, toilet humor and posting about your daily poops popular on the Facebook metal community for some freaking reason, and now I don't really do it anymore. Other than How sharing shitty toilet humor memes, the pod. This, the this you're telling me that you you post shit. You literally post shit, and it's taken this long in the pod to get into that topic. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like you mentioned something about that. Even though that has like 
I think I would be just as mad if somebody was asking me for an autograph as well. Like, I'd be, like, a little aggravated at that point. I'm just like, come on, man, just let me shit in peace. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, I think if I was Michael Jordan and somebody was asking me for an autograph while I was taking a shit, I'd probably just shit on the paper and hand it back to him. <laughs> I mean, that does Here's your autograph. Sense. Congratulations. You have your butt and, like, trace, like, your, your signature and poop. Yeah, how much do you think that is? He's <laughs> like, he raped, he wiped his poo poo on my signature. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Shitograph. That could be a new thing, you know. They got they got cameo now, where you can get artists to fucking uh, record a happy birthday for somebody or whatever. You know, we could start a new service where we get artists to fucking send shit to people. And like take a picture of like, the shit they took. Yeah, I mean, you had, uh, what's her face, the fucking, the TikTok girl, fucking Belle, Belle Delphine. She was sending her fucking bath water to people. You know, we could send shit to people. Yeah. Uh, like, how much do you think someone would pay for, like, a picture of Ariana Grande shit? Oh, man, big fucking bucks. Big I bucks. Guess... <clears throat> yes. Those scat porn fanatics out there, you know, there's somebody out there that wants to fucking smear Ariana Grande shit all on themselves. Absolutely. I would not be surprised. Like just speaking of that stuff or Bella Delphine or something like that, I still remember some dude on YouTube. He literally bought her bath water a long time ago. This is like a couple of years, by the way. And he vaped her freaking bath water. He was like, What the fuck does this chick bathe herself in? And I was just like, <laughs> Why are you doing that in the first place? I mean, I don't know if you guys not, but a big fucking thing happened with that bath water, man. Bella Delphine's bath water. It turns out that uh she had had some kind of STD and she had passed it in the fucking bathwater and, and she had gave people like fucking herpes or something. That's so fucked up. Yeah, man. People were like drinking her bathwater and shit and contracting herpes. That is so gross and not surprising either. That's how Bass got herpes. <laughs> Damn. 100% how I got herpes. Purely speculation. <laughs> So actually, I've never had herpes. Surprisingly, <laughs> had almost everything else. Almost. <laughs> just collecting Same like, time? yeah, just collecting like Pokemon. You know, Your dick just falls off. <laughs> Go out like easy. She shot it out of her pussy like a ping pong ball. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you make sure that you use tons of lube. <laughs> what what'd they say in Superbad? Uh, they said, uh, I'm so glad you brought this tiny bottle of lube. It's <laughs> a spermicidal lube, man. Spermicidal lube. And the funny thing to mention about lube, my brother calls it juice butt juice i was like and then i started calling it that for a while and that was like one of my trolling posts where uh, back in the day i did instacarts and i had to buy lube for some family and i'm like this is the oh, first time i had to buy freaking butt juice on instacarts and everybody was laughing at it and i was my mom my mom's friend andrea showed her the post and my mom wasn't amused uh, she's like uh, she's just like please unfriend colton he's just like too much of a dark humor dude i'm like I'm not sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I don't filter. want you seeing my son talking about lube, please. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just like, uh, I couldn't help it because I was just too funny to pass up when I was doing Instacards. But I mean, I still have it on my phone and I could do it whenever I want. But I'd rather wait till I get my car fixed, which I'm saving money to do that now so I can start playing shows again this year. But what else were they buying? Food products or something like that. That's what I remember. I mean, I don't remember just what a bunch was of in cucumbers there. Cucumbers and lube. Yeah, that was like the one I remember buying because it was just too fucking funny. And then this rich family, rich old couple or something like that, like middle age, like 40s or something like that. And, I'm like, and it was like in a suburban neighborhood right behind uh, where I went to town about, I guess, 12 years ago now. Because it was like uh, 2009 when I graduated high school. Man, so so speaking of of uh, middle aged and and families and whatnot, uh, Beavis and Butthead is actually making a return. They're bringing back Beavis and Butthead, except now Beavis and Butthead are middle aged men with teenage sons. Well, I don't know if they're sons, teenage children. Yeah, I've actually read an article about that, and I guess you could say I'm pretty excited about that, and I definitely want to watch it whenever it comes out because like I never watch TV, but if it's something that i grew up to uh i'm definitely gonna watch it kind of like i heard um they're bringing back king of the hill and it's supposed to be like the same ordeal where it's like based 10 years later and bobby's like in his 20s or something like that or 30s i don't know just now and everybody's like older and uh shoot i don't remember his name i think it's bill or something like that the one second oh yeah bill bill the fat fucking bald one yeah, he's like in a wheelchair from what I remember, but I don't know how true it is. Oh man, they're gonna kill him off. You know that's gonna happen. Oh yeah, sadly. I don't wanna see Bill go. They're gonna kill off Bill. Oh, so so since they're bringing back King of the Hill, and since they're bringing back Beavis and Butthead, originally Hank Hill was part of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I like to think like, they exist in the same universe. Like they do. They they actually do. In the early stages of Beavis and Butthead, Hank Hill was one of the characters. I mean, technically he was one of the characters, but he was more like a voice of a character or something like that. I don't remember yeah. what... Yeah, that's basically what happened. It was I like the same guy doing that voice for them. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same exact character that he was portraying, but he was he looked very similar, had the same voice, you know, same... same All the aspects of Hank Hill was in this character, you know? know? Yeah. Similar too. Like, yeah, that's what inspired Yeah, the Beavis is pudgier and fatter from what I remember because I remember seeing that like a long time ago, like when I, last time I watched Beavis and Butthead. Like, so I like what if, what the if they cross over game. the shows for an episode or two? That would be so freaking interesting to watch. Kind of like, you know, Family Guy and The Simpsons have done that. And there's been like the Timmy Turner and Jimmy Neutron did that back in the early 2000s. I remember seeing that as a kid. And I was just like, what the heck? This is cool. And now I'm just that like, would be super eh. cool. Fucking Beavis lights Bill on fire. Yeah. <laughs> they like lights his wheelchair on fire. Rolls him. Uh, Arlen sucks. <laughs> Don't talk, don't talk crap about my city, boy. Yeah, this place sucks. <laughs> Man, what would be the crossover of, that would end all over other crossovers? The best fucking crossover that that could happen. Ooh, ooh, uh, 
I don't really watch TV that much anymore, so I couldn't answer that question. DC and Marvel? That What's would that? be pretty interesting. Like, in the cinematic universe, anyway, like, I mean, Marvel's already, like, kind of going back and, you know, expanding, like, the multiverse to, like, the older, like, Marvel movies. You know? Like, but what are they, like, trying to save the DC universe, too? Like, like seeing, ba- seeing Spider-Man show up in, like, the next, like, Batman movie or something? Yeah, I was thinking something like that, like, just a bit ago, before you started talking about it. I was just like, uh... But... I mean, I'm sure that's probably the obvious one, but, I mean, there's, like, there's gotta be more. I mean, there Just was the Batman and Superman. Spider-Man fucking swings in and fucking grabs them and fucks them up. Right. It's just Batman being pissed all the time because he can't catch nobody because Spider-Man's fucking everybody up. Have you seen that poster for No Way Home where it's like the expectations for No Way Home and it's like got random characters on it. It's got like, got like all the Avengers and Shrek and like fucking random oh yeah 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 like fucking jigsaw puppet and shit in there like just random shit freddy and jason yeah (laughs) yeah that would be an interesting uh uh crossover have a next they need to bring back scary movie man yeah i would love to see that kind that franchise come back because that was a great franchise it's always freaking funny as hell and i still remember the whole nope Beep, beep, beep. And it's just like, amen. <laughs> like they I still remember watching it. Into the ground though, like with all the with all the spinoffs, like disaster movie and epic movie and all that. Right. Or even yeah. not another teen movie because that was like based on the teen movies that came out like throughout the last twenty years. But of course, there was only it was made in early two thousands, so that's yeah. like a really forgotten movie that was like a spinoff movie. But it was one of the best ones in my opinion. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember pausing it on the fucking scene where the naked chick walks through and fucking jacking off, you know, had to do it. Yeah, that was was really fucking funny. But I mean, I was like 13 years old when I asked my dad to buy that movie and I wanted to watch it. I was like, I'm 13 and I want to watch this. And of course, once I actually watched it, they took it away from me because they thought it was too inappropriate. Seeing all the titties in it. Oh, yeah. It was like the unedited version, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I got in a lot of trouble for mentioning it, but I mean, I was 13. I didn't know how the movie was. It's the unrated edition. Yeah, yeah, man, that was always fun when the when the movies came out as a kid and you got to see some titties flash up on the screen. It's not fun yeah. when your parents are in the room, though. Cause you have to oh, cover your eyes. You, know, you got your fucking fingers cracked open so you can see through. Right. I can't remember the name of the movie, but I know it involved the whitest kids you or like one of them passed away last year, sadly, which was really devastating for me because I freaking oh, man. loved that R. show R. when Trevor. I was in my twenties. Yeah, Trevor. yeah, man. But uh, I I remember uh getting that movie. We rented it, and I accidentally clicked unrated version, and uh the first five minutes, I was like, "What the hell are we watching? Did you click the unrated version?" I'm like, "Oops!" Oh, <laughs> and it's like this strange shit all over the place. I was just like, my brother and I. I had a laughter. My mom's just appalled, but it was really great. The movie I mean, that's that one thing. Is that Miss March? Yeah, it's Miss March. Kind of think of yes, it. Yes, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, yeah that movie was great. Yeah. All right, you guys. So we we've had a wonderful 
conversation today with our special guest Colton Primo. Thank We've you. learned, and, and that's that's another thing. Primo, it's it's Primo. It's not Primox. It's or not you. Ultron. It's not any kind of weird other thing that you could come up with. It's not Colton Hitchman. It's yeah. Colton Primo. It's French, and the correct way to say it is Primo. Primo. Yeah. You gotta roll your R's. You gotta roll your you gotta R's. Roll Primo. Yeah. Has Primo. Colton Primo ever smoked a Primo? Sell yeah. Shit. <laughs> Somebody's fucking some shit. What? I don't know. The Tourette's guy or something. That's how I recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> I use a bunch of his samples in a song from like the album I came out with back in 2013 and I'm just like I don't even remember how to play that song either which really sucks because it was one of those really hilarious songs where can where can the listeners find you you got any links you want to drop for, for people um, I would say the best place to keep a keep in keep a flow or an idea of where to find my music is definitely on YouTube. Just search my name Colton with a K and then Primo as in P R I M E A U X. Like that's the best place to go. But there's other places like you can go on Reverb Nation, and uh, I was even uploading some songs tonight to they're like replacing old files since I've been getting better at like trying to get the production going, but. I noticed that I forgot that the symbols were turned way down on that, so I have to replace them again. But the only song I, I can replace right now is like seven minutes long, and that's too big for Reverb Nation. And then there's a you can look up my uh, SoundCloud, which is under BAMH, and same with Lavish Crescent is on there, but Krigus is on there as well. Like I have like three SoundCloud pages on SoundCloud and three different projects. But uh, <clears throat> like there's a whole press moon that's on SoundCloud, and same with the uh, YouTube. But I think the one that's on uh, is a little bit more of an updated version of it, because like you know, like throughout the time I was just uploading songs, and I didn't really bother like putting up new versions or something like that. That's my thing. I just don't like putting up new versions of songs if you can post them on YouTube. Nice, but nice. Kind of... And if you guys didn't know, you can also find me and Colton's other band, Infected Meat, on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, any any streaming platform. Really, you just gotta search Infected Meat, and you'll find us. Yeah, it's really easy to find us, but the songs are really fun to listen to, and I we do have a new one in the works right now. But I really want to try getting a drummer involved at some point, just because it's just a lot easier to deal with the, or one less thing for me to deal with, you know. But yeah, right and do we info on the new the new song that we're working on? Um, it's just really groovy. That's the kind of sound that I went for at first. But like the original version, it would start out groovy, and then it just kind of went from more of a band. It's just like this doesn't really fit for us. So of course, I just stuck to the groove idea. So I changed it up a little bit, and now the song went from like six to seven minutes long to about three to four minutes long. So. It's like a tolerable listening track now when the original version was like a little long, but not as long as some BAM songs where they go freaking forever. Songs that are even longer than BAM songs that go up to like 14 to 18 minutes long. Nice. And uh, do you guys have any apologies you want to you want to apologize for from the episode? Any take backs? No, I don't think really. I said anything that was offensive. I don't think so either. 
I think my, my only take back is, is with Whataburger. Um, I still, I'm not totally sure where I want to put them on my, my burger ranking list, but I'll take back that they're so shitty. They're not, they're not that shitty. They, they do a pretty great job and you know, you got to give it up for Texas. So you got to rip for Whataburger. I appreciate that. Thank you. for yeah, Thanks man. I'm I mean, glad that we could, like, agree on that. But I mean, the next time I go and I wait for 45 minutes, I'm going to be pretty fucking pissed off. I got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the other thing that I'm probably going to take back my take back. I think one thing I should say that will make me not take it back is the last few times I've been to Freebirds, the Beyond Meat has been hard as a freaking rock. I officially decided to start going to a different Freebirds in our town. Yeah, man, I don't know what's up with Freebirds, man. The last time I went to Freebirds, they fucking, it smelled like shit in there. Yeah, it's just kind of a sad situation with them when it used to be owned by like just local people. Or something like that. It was like a family-owned thing, and then it just got bought out by some corporate company, and it's gone downhill in the last six years. Because like they were bought out by some company when I first started working only there for like, and ever since like they started doing Beyond Meat, I thought it was phenomenal at first, but it seems like they just let it sit long, and it just becomes hard as little like little rocks at that point, and it's just disgusting. Yeah, man, I hate when that shit happens. Yeah. I will probably either continue going on that one and just like stick to vegetarian option. I'll just go to a different Freebirds or something like that. But it's just the only thing about going to a different Freebirds. I will either have to pay for parking or I'm gonna have to drive an extra ten minutes just to get to the other one. Yeah, fuck all that, man. I'm taking the ten minute drive. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. I mean, I've even told to no longer work there as well, and that even used to be managers. And they told me that their food is starting to suck. And I was like, yeah, probably because these people don't know. All right, you guys. Well, we hate to we hate to draw it in and, and close up on you and, and say goodbye. But uh, we've had a great fucking episode. And it's time to go and, and do whatever the fuck else you have planned for this morning, today, tonight, whenever the fuck you're listening to this. Uh, we're going to go and do what the fuck we're going to do. Colton, it was nice talking to you. Bass, you, nice talking to you as always. Always, sir. Colton, it was nice meeting you, sir. Nice meeting you as well, bro. Cool. And until next time, have a great time. And make sure you fucking cover your stump. Or don't. Fuck it. Uh, cover it in lube. Fuck it. Do that. <laughs> yeah. You have a good night. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> had to do that. Motherfuckers. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was kind of mean. Yeah, You're not motherfuckers. We, we love you. We love you all. <laughs> Except for you. You're a fucking little bitch. But everybody else, we love you all. <laughs> all right. Y'all have a good night. Hey, Colton, have a good night, man. I'm going out to a concert tonight since I'm finally off on a Sunday for once in my I know my hours are going to pick up next week. Yeah, I'm going out tonight. So y'all have a good night. Yeah. Well, if you see have a plant, day. pull a Louis C.K. Will do. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Y'all have a good night. I'm logging out. All right. Until next time, it's been show call sessions. Woo.